A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When I pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you, I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from Acts. When the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. The chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. 
Good morning. This morning, we hear the second of a series of three key stories for this season of Epiphany or Epiphany Tide. And this story is planted and given to us in each of the four Gospels in different ways. It is yet another story, like the story last week of the coming of the wise men, that is meant to show us who Christ is. And this story is the familiar one of Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan. Luke does not have this at the beginning of his gospel like Mark does. Luke has already given us a long lead-up to this story, the story of the nativity of not only Jesus but of John the Baptist, and Luke tells us that John the Baptist and Jesus are cousins. And he's telegraphing to us they're not only blood cousins, they are spiritual cousins in a way. John straddles the difference, if you will, between the old tradition of the prophets and the old ways of being religious and the new way that he is making way for that's coming in Jesus. Jesus may or may not be quite what the people expect. John sets things up so that he says, one is coming after me who is greater than I am. I am not worthy to untie the thongs of his sandals. And he is bringing the fire of the Spirit, at which point all the people sit up because the fire means something scary is about to happen, something that will burn the chaff, John says. And what that brings to mind for the ancient Israelites is the prophet Elijah who calls fire down that burns up the altars and slays the prophets of Baal. The fire and brimstone, which we are all familiar with as well, because many of us grew up or were planted in or grafted into a tradition that goes back to Western Europe and was brought in the early days to this country. It's that old tradition that talks about sacrifice and Jesus' sacrifice. Sacrifice namely understood to appease God and God's judgment and wrath. And of course, if you in the early American context are selling something, you have to put a hook on that. And so the hook was, you either get on board with us or you're going to be left out there to burn. Right? You remember that? It's in our DNA. But there's a more ancient tradition than that that Luke is telegraphing to us today. And that has something to do with God speaking at Jesus' baptism. In this season, we have rare instances of God speaking as bookends on both ends of the season. Today, it is God speaking at the River Jordan. And it is God saying, this is my son, the beloved. No hellfire and brimstone. No threats. Just this is my beloved. 
Some scholars tell us that in early Christian tradition, particularly in the Middle East and in the Greek-speaking churches of the ancient world, when people were baptized, they were introduced to the assembly, not only by their Christian name, but as a Christ. That is to say, welcome Elizabeth, a Christ. Welcome Julian, a Christ. Welcome Frank, a Christ. It sounds strange to our Western ears, but it was to remind that early community that these were the anointed beloved of God. Not here to show forth God's wrath or judgment, but to show God's radical love, which is what the arrival of the Spirit means. Even John the Baptist will be a little bit surprised by this, because in a future reading, you will hear of John sending some of his disciples to Jesus, Jesus who is out healing and teaching and bringing the good news to the villages of Judea and Galilee. And John sends his disciples with a pressing question, are you the one? Where's your winnowing fork? Where's the fire and condemnation? I was teaching at the River Jordan and putting the fear of God into people. Where is that? And John receives an answer from Jesus that he probably didn't expect either. And that is Jesus tells him and his disciples, look at the people healed at the people who were blind who now see. Look, listen to what God is really saying. This message is for us this day because we all know, as I said last Advent, the sacrificial system too well. The sacrificial system that says there must be winners and losers and somebody has to be under the wheels of the bus in order for the bus to continue to run. And we see this most vividly right now in our current national situation where people are furloughed and set aside in the name of a political agenda. They're considered expendable. They are sacrificed so that the wheels of the bus may continue. That is an old narrative. It's as old as the human family is as old. And we formalize that and ritualize that in the ways that we gave sacrifice to the gods. Because we thought God is like us. God demands sacrifice. Something to be given up. But deep in our tradition, going all the way back to the prophet Isaiah, something new is being disclosed to us. Isaiah is teaching a people in exile, a people who have been disenfranchised, not only from their work and livelihoods, but from their land 
and from their traditions, and even from their fundamental identity as a people. And in the midst of that exile, God does not say what they expect to hear. You've done something wrong. You're getting what you deserve. But rather, I made you. I called you. I named you. In other words, I love you. And you have worth for that reason. And God goes on to tell them that God will be with them even in the waters of this world, the waters of the sacrificial systems that the world produces. And even in the midst of those, they will not be overwhelmed. Even in the fires that always burn to make sacrifice, to keep the systems of power in the world in place, God will be with them. For a people like us in the 21st century who live in a somewhat marginal way as Christians, we are reminded to this day that God is with us, that we are named and counted, and that in our baptism, we were in a radical sense lifted up in the assembly, in the body, as Christ's as anointed ones, offered as Jesus is offered to the sacrificial systems of the world, not to be chewed up by them, but to begin to unravel them, to defeat them by moving through them and not to be overwhelmed by them, to speak truth, if you will, to power, to bear witness of something different than all the ways that the world practices its sacrifice, to be a people of light, of truth, and of love. You see, if we take what God is saying at Jesus' baptism, if we take that word of God at face value, we hear what God is telling us, that we are beloved, full stop, no conditions, not even expectations, it seems. And more than that, we are to disclose that love to all of our brothers and sisters and to all of creation. We call that the good news, gospel something our world needs, something we have to offer simply because we are beloved. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God 
and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.